1: You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your hosts, Dana and Shayna. Today we have a solo episode Finally, for the first time in a lot of episodes, I feel like that's all about human design. Like, wow, welcome to the Human Design Podcast, where literally we're going to be talking about human design all episode. And this is a fun conversation that we've been just observing and reflecting on and really wanting to talk about on this podcast. And... It's about damn time, which is my new phrase <laughs> from Lizzo. I've been saying it a lot this week yeah. and I've noticed that I'll just get on a phrase and it just really uh, sticks. I feel like, it sticks on me for a I while. I
0: feel like, like Libra season, it was like, fuck around and find out. And Ooh, now yeah, that <laughs> we're moving into Scorpio season, it's about damn time because you are your solar return is in Scorpio season. So maybe that's why you're just feeling like the time is now.
1: Oh, yep. You're right. You're right. Yep. Thank you for (laughs) seeing me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited. You know, we just moved into, as we're recording this, we just moved into Scorpio season and the eclipse, you know, season is also upon us. And you just feel this energy so much of like transformation and death and rebirth. And I've been feeling that so much. Like I've just been feeling this intense energy of things turning over and kind of allowing that process, like the shedding to happen. And I feel all of this energy and excitement about new things that I'm wanting to birth out and growth and expansion and kind of like going up that next level of the spiral. So I'm like really feeling that energy right now. And within Dayluna, we've been just excited to look at like, okay, what do we want to do next? Like, how do we always want to grow and evolve and grow with everyone who listens and for everyone in our community? And it's been really fun to get to to kind of Infuse any new like cycle or new vibe that we're in on it within Day Luna, and then to feel how like reflected that is back. Like with our Human Design Besties community membership, like we just love being able to connect in that way with you all. And when we do our virtual ceremonies, getting to check in and feel, and it's just we know this from doing the podcast, but like there are are these collective cycles that we all feel, especially all of us who are kind of like on the same frequency or level, like on the this human design journey, on this awakening. It's just so amazing how those patterns that we feel are kind of like collective. And to be able to share that all with everyone in our besties has been just so cool.
1: Yeah. And it's so interesting what I love. And I didn't realize that we were creating this when we created besties, but I've done so many like virtual ceremonies of, of other people's, like attended their virtual ceremonies, you know, monthly or every now and then and and what I love about besties is that we it's not just like oh you show up you pay for the ceremony and you show up and you do this ceremony with this person and it's just like a random hodgepodge of people like maybe some people know human design maybe they don't or whatever it's like We get to show up and have the ceremony, but we also get to have these transit calendars and we get to have these discussions and we get to have these mini courses and these themes that we really get to apply to our own lives and offer up to other people to like take a bite out of, if you will. And it feels just so much more like deeper and grounded and like going on this human design journey together versus like, I feel like if we had just done, you know, a virtual ceremony every month and people could just pay as they wanted and like come and attend randomly, we would get probably a hodgepodge of people that are like at just such different understandings of human design and not get to talk about human design as deeply as we want to. So I think that it's just so, it's just turned out to be something so much uh cooler and and more special than i was even ready like or understanding it would you know like i had hopes of but it's just been surprising me it, of how much i get out of the ceremonies and get out of creating the content and it's just been really really cool so i'm feeling i've been feeling in this last few weeks and I'm feeling this for the next month. It just turned Scorpio season, like you said, and it's it's my birthday time of year. And I'm feeling fertile AF. Like I'm feeling fucking fertile. <laughs> and not like not like necessarily in my body. I mean I am feeling fertile in my body, but I am also <laughs> I'm also feeling like the last few months have been kind of more calm and more like, okay, we're resting. We're, you know, not pushing or forcing or anything. We're just kind of letting certain things come to a close. And maybe that's, of course, with my solar return, feeling like the end of a cycle, things are closing and now a new birth, but I'm feeling just so fertile. Our home is getting renovated starting tomorrow, which that feels like It just happened and we've been talking about it for a while and designing it and all the things, but it was just like we got back from Alaska and they said, you know... We're like, okay, so when can we get started? And they're like, we're going to come on Tuesday. And we're like, oh shit, we got to clear up a bunch of stuff and make space and like it's happening. And then a lot of progress has been happening in like my health world and getting on just different routines with optimizing my body and healing my body. And then there's just some new things that are happening with Day Luna that it's not like we're in the thick of it making it happen yet. It's just like the little buds are maybe starting to come to the surface, or even like we're just putting that fertilizer down <laughs> and I can feel like the <laughs> the juicy tingles that a plant might feel, which I've never thought <laughs> of that before. The juicy, sure. wait,
0: hold on. <laughs> I never thought about the juicy tingle that a plant would feel when it reaches down. When it's
1: like fertilized. <laughs> yeah, like when the roots start to grow and it's like, ooh, this soil is good. Like this soil is perfect for me to start growing. Like I'm sure a plant feels those juicy tingles, mm-hmm. like electric and in the, um, what is the, uh, the mushroom? Mycelium like, network. Uh, the mycelium network. I'm feeling in the mycelium network. I'm feeling the juicy tingles and I don't necessarily know what's going to happen or what's going to, the future holds or what's going to bud, but I can feel like, oh, something's going to bud. Yeah. You know? Totally.
0: I I totally resonate with that. And like the very, very, very first stages of rebirth, like exactly what you're saying of just like the mystery and like the like energy that comes before any physical signs of like having clarity or, or next steps. And I think it's so interesting if we can dive into death and rebirth i think that we make our lives so much easier because that is something that a lot of us really try to avoid like once we find something that works in our business, it's like, okay, how do I preserve this and never change it and just repeat it over and over again? But that actually doesn't lead to success and evolution and growth, right? Because life is always growing, life is always evolving. And that process of growth and expansion requires this death and rebirth. And it can feel scary because when you're letting something shed or die off and you have that fertility of like, Ooh, something's being born, but it's still a mystery. It's still like that energy. Like how can we see into that as something that's exciting and get excited by the mystery instead of it being like, it's scary that I don't know what's next. So I'm sure if we're feeling this, Everybody listening can think of something in their life that it's like, yes, I feel that shedding. I feel this rebirth. And just getting excited about those juicy tingles is like the key to letting this transformation happen.
1: Yeah, without controlling it and being like, okay, what does this mean? Where is this going? What do I do? Let me operate from my mind and control it. And I think that, you know, in a lot of our work, and I'm sure a lot of people who listen to podcasts, it's like we can talk about these things all day long. And we can have like that conceptual understanding of death and rebirth and why it's so important and that life is cyclical and all of that stuff. But it's it's actually feeling it and really saying, you know, like the last few months for myself, like, okay, I'm in this death part and like, let me not force, let me not decide like, okay, this is what's going to die. And I'm going to force it from a place of my mind of what should be ended and what should be started, but really just letting myself feel it and also not judge myself. I feel like we've been resting a lot the last few months and I've been waiting to feel that kick of motivation or energy and there's been so many moments where i wanted to force that energy to come up. And I wanted to be like, okay, what's wrong? Like, we should be whatever. And like, we should be working harder. We should be doing whatever. And I think on an outside view, it looks like we have a lot going on. Like, we have our membership and we're constantly creating content. We have our book and we have just like our podcast and our readings and like so many different things. And for anyone listening, Dayluna is a man, Jen. <laughs> We did Dayluna's human <laughs> design chart, and that bitch is a mansion and she really is, and that's why there's so many different things in within Dayluna's frequency and energy field. And I love that we're having this conversation on magens and generators, wow. just to honor her too. But, um, but in our internal world, I think that we definitely have moments where it's like we are just electrified, going, creating super in it. like I could stay up all night creating that thing and then the last few months it's been kind of like, okay, like it's it hasn't been that energy. It's been kind of like more restful. and yes we still have a lot going on, but it's not that same like push, go, create, whatever. And I've been really wanting to judge myself for that, I think. and it's that sitting and noticing like, okay, It's okay. I'm okay. I'm safe. I can rest. I can wait until whatever's percolating. I can wait for those juicy tingles to even come. Because I'm sure that if I forced back in that death period, I wouldn't be having this rebirth period in such a like divine, feminine, open, like, let's see what's going to come out kind of way. Um, so, anyways, that's my whole spiel on like walk the walk instead of just talking the talk. Cause I listen to so many different podcasts and things, and I'm like, are they even saying anything? Like, they're just talking. I'm like, do we do that? (laughs) Are we just talking? Like, let's just like actually live this Mm -hmm. shit. And I'm sure everyone listening can probably resonate with, like, oh, yeah, okay, let me actually apply this and live it and see what wisdom comes forward for me in applying whatever it is the many different things i'm sure you consume that are really sticking with you right now yeah that that deconditioning
0: process like i think the resting and allowing yourself to be spacious and allowing yourself to be cyclical those layers of deconditioning come back around almost like every year like the more successful you grow the new newer things with like a higher pressure it's like those same things are, are coming back around and, and testing you in a deeper way. So it's funny how, like, I guarantee if we listen back to last year's episodes around this time, we're like probably talking about the same exact shit, but a different layer, right? A deeper layer. And yeah, it's so I love that we're talking about, um, man, gens versus generators today, because we've been feeling this call, like, okay, we want to do a really good human designing episode. And what do we want it to be about? And we really wanted it to be this like deep, dive into the lived experience for sacral beings, we really want to talk about just like the deeper level and the, those freaking juicy tingles. That's my word of this podcast episode of being a sacral being. And what's, what is that like? What does that mean? What is the lived experience? How can you go deeper in your journey of, of being a sacral being? And then we also wanted to talk about what is the difference between being a generator a manifesting generator. How are those two things different? Why are we so passionate about really talking about them as their own separate types instead of lumping them together? Because you do have such different experiences. And I think that Shana and I are really blessed to have our two partners, my partner being a man gen and her partner being a generator. It is like our number one favorite place to study human design in real time is watching our husbands go um, in our own lives, how we get to really observe what their journey is like, how their energy works. And then when they come together, getting to see a generator and a manifesting generator functioning in one space together, what does that look like? I think that it's just so... Um, such an interesting topic, so we're excited to really dive in. And this is a powerful conversation because when we're talking about sacral beings, we are talking about the majority of the planet by far, right? More than 70% of the population on planet Earth are sacral beings, manifesting generators and generators together. So having this conversation is honestly one of the most important things we could possibly be doing because if... All sacral beings are really, really taking their authority back, taking their power back, and really starting to bravely and boldly and authentically follow their sacral responses in every aspect of life. That is the most powerful thing that could possibly happen for this planet. It is the thing that could shift everything else in like a quantum moment. And, you know, being in this change right now of paradigms, this shift, this crumbling of the old, the the rebirth of the new, I think that maybe the fastest thing, the easiest thing that can help this paradigm shift is sacral beings becoming really empowered. So everyone listening who is a sacral being, this episode is dedicated to your power. This episode is dedicated to how important you are for all of us. Like In a certain way, the world revolves around you and the creative life force energy that you carry, that you generate when you do what you love, that you exude and gift to the world around you. The main thing that I want to start out by saying is that your energy is so powerful. Your energy is so important and the world really, really needs you to go on this journey of honoring yourself. And it's so beautiful because while this is the most powerful thing you can do for others, it's also the most Fun and satisfying and fulfilling thing that you can do for yourself. It is literally the ultimate win win when you're really um, starting to tune into what is in the highest good for you, what is most aligned for you. And that naturally is going to be what's most aligned for everyone else.
1: Yes. I love that. I got chills just, you know, hearing you say like that gift that you are as a generator and a mansion it's so true. It's like this gift that you're not trying to use your mind to think of how can I be a gift for other people? Let me go outside of my way and do this for others and be this gift. But instead, when you are attuned to your own sacral responses and you are present and you are flowing and you are honoring your truth and doing what you love, you are that gift that other people need so desperately and this planet does rely on you because you're 70% of the population. And so as we go into this new paradigm, it really is the more mansions and generators, like you said, listening to their sacral responses and being empowered and being the energetic leaders that they are, the faster that change is going to happen. Especially if we look at the way our society has been built and the way that it's crumbling right now, and this kind of like great resignation that's happening with people leaving their jobs and maybe starting their own thing. We have been in this like industrial revolution. And so that whole system of like, you go into a factory or you go into school and you do what this outside authority wants you to do and is telling you to do. We've been in such a time where sacral beings have been taken advantage of And have been controlled from our societal conditioning. And it served a purpose of building structures and building institutions and building society. But now as we shift into this new paradigm, it really is, okay, what is serving us here? What is not? What is imprisoning us? What is empowering us? And how can we crumble what's no longer serving us simply by listening to our own bodies and being empowered to create what we want to create and thus doing so the end result is being that gift energy to the rest of the world around you. So we are taking our authority back and it all starts with man gens, generators, really being your own boss of your own energy. And I think that 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 statement alone is radical because... We can hear it all day like, okay, yeah, be your own authority. But what does that really look like to take full accountability for your energy, to take full understanding and empowerment with your energy? I think it's almost easier to turn off your body, get in your mind and say, this is what somebody needs me to do. This is what somebody is asking me to do. This is what somebody is telling me I should do. And so I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to work this nine to five. I'm going to, you know, do whatever my family's always done. That's just how the world is. That's just how the world works. It's almost easier to do that because then it's like, well, this, my life is like this and it's not my fault. It's just how the world is. And it's scarier to say, okay, I'm going to take some accountability and I'm going to get present. I'm going to make these changes in my life. And so how do you do that? right? How do you actually take accountability and authority over your own energy for mansions and generators? It's all about presence. So what does that really mean? Yeah. Because when we talk about following your sacral responses,
0: in order to even hear or feel or notice your sacral responses, First, you have to be present. And so presence is actually like the foundational first step to this shift in empowerment and being able to really navigate your life effortlessly and be led by this higher flow that that speaks through you, through your body. So when it comes to presence, it's obviously about this moment right now. Right in this moment, in this environment, really seeing the things that I'm seeing in front of me, really looking at them, really observing them, really hearing the things around me. It's all about that present environment and your senses and really engaging with it and finding the interest and beauty with what's exactly in front of you right now. And I feel like for generators and manifesting generators, your energy is wanting to do and build and create and create something that's going to be sustainable for the future. And so tuning into this present moment right now can almost feel like scary. Like it's going to take your power away from what you're going to build, but actually it is where your power lies. So for any manifesting generator and generator, the most important thing you can do is really start focusing on being present. And I think like the big things that you can really catch are if you're feeling like depressed or like you're you're thinking of the past and maybe regretting what you did and kind of like feeling like i should have i could have i would have if only what i would have done this in, you know at this certain date if you catch yourself in that space that's always a big like n- invitation to come back to the present moment. And also we talk about this more commonly, that future tripping, that anxiety of like, how is this going to work out? I have to make a plan. I have to stick to it from this place of worry and stress. That's also something to really catch and come back to this present moment. But in general, the best thing to look for is, are you feeling frustration? You're not self-themed. If you're feeling that, you can always check in and say, okay, am I living in the the present right now? Or am I living in the future or the past? How can I come back to this present moment and simply engage with with what's around me? So we like to do this quick little meditation to help with presence. And I lead my husband, Jared, to do this all the time when I notice that he's kind of like future tripping and he's feeling a little bit all over the place. And just in this place of like worry and running on the hamster wheel, instead of just being like, okay, babe, be present. He he gets so annoyed if I say that because he's like, what does that even mean? Instead, it's like, okay, let's look at what are five things that we can see in this environment that we're in right now? And like list out five things that we see and then four things that you can hear around you and three things that you can touch that you're physically touching right now in this space and two things that you can smell and one thing that you can taste and just doing that exercise it reminds you of how much is going on in your present moment at all times. There is literally always something for you to be responding to. And I think that can be a big fear is like, if I'm really just present and I allow life to come to me and I trust in my magnetism, will anything come? But there's this phrase in human design, like a generator's responding all the time to the birds that are chirping outside to, you know, the food that's in your fridge. Like there is always something so powerful that's inviting you to that next step in your present moment.
1: Yeah. There's always something to be responding to. And the truth is that as a man generator, you are magnetic AF. You're super magnetic. That's your job is to be a magnet and being magnetic or relying on your magnetism, being present requires trust and deep self-trust. So any man, gen or generator listening, I would always recommend that mantra of, I trust myself. I trust myself. I trust myself. I allow myself to be present because I trust that it's safe to do so, right? It can be scary to be present because it feels like if I am not always looking towards the future, always doing what I should be doing. And honestly, the shoulds, that's coming from a future place or a past place of like, I should do this because last time it, whatever, didn't work out or I regretted it. Or I should do this because I can feel that they're going to need this in the future. So really tapping into it's safe for you to be a magnet it's safe for you to trust yourself and to be present and to trust that life will bring you that next thing. I really like that phrase of like, I don't know what I want, but I'll know when I see it because that is so helpful. It's like, oh, okay. It takes that pressure off of like, I don't have to force and figure out and hustle and grind and swim upstream. But instead, like I can just let this present moment, all of those things that are available to you right now, guide my, my, what I'm doing right now and trust that my body is always trying to guide me to be in the right place at the right time. And how fucking awesome is that? That your body is literally trying to lead you to be in the right place at the right time. Like that takes so much pressure off of feeling like you have to have all your shit together and have to have it all figured out because that's a big part of conditioning that sacral beings have because of our societal conditioning of the thousands of years of, uh, and even just in our more current industrial age of sacral beings supporting our society and creating structures and building these things for an outside authority, feeling like, I have to have my shit together or nobody else will. I have to provide for my family. I have to use this energy that I have in a way that's going to be of service to others. And that big reframe happens where it's it's when you shift into, okay, when I am in service to myself, to my body, I am in service to others. That is the biggest way I can be of service to others. And it's not that man gens and generators don't love helping other people because I have observed it so much where actually the thing that brings that sacral engagement turn on is something that is helping other people. But it's always coming back to, is my body into this in this present moment is this increasing my magnetism because I'm just listening to my body and letting my body lead me versus a place of forcing yourself, pushing yourself, seeking? How can I shift into doing something that increases my magnetism versus doing something because I should? That's always a good question. Like, is this increasing my magnetism or is it not? Because that's going to kind of align you back to your body and to your truth in that present moment. So sacral beings really do carry that life force energy that runs the world. And knowing that every single person that's connected to you, that's how you are that energetic leader is by having that energetic hygiene of really listening to your body instead of your mind. And I feel like the number one misconception that sacral beings have or that we all have talked about in this human design community and you can pick up these misconceptions just by hearing how they're described and you know talked about the sacral energy sacral beings can do anything they want they can guide they can create their own businesses they can initiate it's just all about did you get a sacral response if you're letting your sacral responses guide you every step of the way and really tuning into, okay, what's in front of me right now? And what is my body telling me? Can I listen to my, what my body's telling me? That's it. Then once you've done that, you can initiate. You can make that phone call. You can talk to that person. You can guide. You can use your gifts. You can create that business. So it really is not so uh, rigid of... Of, I think some people can feel like they're, if you are, your strategies to respond, it's similar to waiting for the invitation. And it's not, it's knowing that life is bringing you things all the time. It's just, were you listening? Were you present? Were you listening to your body to really let that guide you?
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, we've met so many generators that are life coaches and guides and they have a podcast. And I feel like there's just such that misconception that like, that's only for projectors. And it's just like the furthest thing from the truth. So we really want to lead that. Like with generators, it's really like... You can do anything. That's what we like to tell people. As a generator, you have this consistent amount of energy. You can do anything. It's just really making sure that you're you're doing what's aligned for you. You're doing what you want to be doing. And that can be any number of things. It can be creating a business and, and guiding just as we're, we've been saying. So we really want to kind of like leave that. Like there's literally the sky is the limit. It's just that your body's responses are always going to be the thing that initiates you there. And I think that it's interesting. I have like three people that are coming up into my head right now, as I'm thinking about this, um, three, two friends and one that's a client, um, that have really, really gone on the journey of like, okay, for a month, I'm going to experiment with following my sacral responses in every single moment of every single day for that entire month. And those three people that I can think of, it's so beautiful to hear their reflections of what that felt like and what happened. And all of them said that it was actually so exciting to feel like their body was just guiding them on this like wonderful, surprising, like beautiful plot twist like journey that they didn't have to worry about. They didn't have to contrive. They didn't have to say like, oh, well, is that an alignment for me? Like, is that part of my gifts? Like none of those questions matter. It's just, am I getting a sacral response for this thing that I've come across? And if so, am I brave enough to jump right in? Am I brave enough to actually listen? Or if my body's saying, no, I don't want to do this thing. Am I brave enough to actually listen to that? And I think that that journey can be so beautiful and for a lot of people it can feel intimidating to actually go on that because our mind tells us that if we're just listening to this mechanical response that's happening in the body isn't that going to lead to chaos like isn't that going to lead to like my job falling apart and my relationships falling apart and i can't have any friends anymore because we don't have a plan of how we're going to come together and i think that that mental conditioning can be so strong because we've lived in this era of trying to plan for our communities coming together of trying to plan for people having, you know, one structure so that we can all be working towards common goals. But we're shifting out of that into this realm of individual empowerment. But when people are really aligned with that individual empowerment, it creates Harmony. So, this is what I wanted to say. Like, I've been observing so deeply all of my sacral being friends, all of my generators and man gen friends. For example, like, we all just went to a festival and camped together, and we had a camp of like 40 people. And most of those people were generators and man gens. And to hear, because my friends all know human design, obviously, from me, to hear them saying, like, okay, do you want to go to this restaurant and get food real quick? And then someone being like, uh, and they're like, okay, that's a no for now. Okay, do you want to go to do this thing? And watching them all present these one-by-one questions, following their responses and just seeing the divine flow. It's like so simple. It's so harmonious. It's so beautiful to watch this just organically play out. All of these individuals supporting one another, following their own internal compass, and then seeing the harmony that plays out. That's really what I wanted to say. It's exciting. It's harmonious to follow this journey. Whereas our mind tells us it's going to be chaotic. If everyone's just doing what they want to be doing and asking each other questions all the time, like it's just going to be chaotic. But actually when you observe it, when you experience it, when you experiment with it yourself, you start to see this like true divine order, this true divine flow. And that really helps you believe in and kind of like trust this like sacred intelligence that we all live within. So That was like the a new paradigm moment for me. By the way, like watching all of my friends just know their design, ask each other, follow their sacral responses. Like I almost was in tears watching it because I was like, "Wow, this is like how it can be and how it's meant to be, how it's how it's designed to be."
1: Wow, I love that so much. And I do want to say for all the generators and mansions listening who are like, I love to plan, I love to create content, I love to have a calendar and like you know whatever build things out that's amazing and you can plan from a place of presence if you sit in front of your calendar and your body's like ooh hell yes I can't wait to get in here and look at this trip or look at these you know meetings that we're going to plan out for the next few weeks um or months even That's amazing. That's what you are meant to be doing in that moment. So it's not about judging and saying, like, okay, I'm never gonna have a plan then and I'm only gonna be present and I'm gonna go against what feels good in my body because I'm trying to be a better generator or mansion. It's like, no, don't go against what feels good in your body. Just tune into what your body is telling you. If you're coming to it like, oh, we should plan and I don't have my shit together and I need to be more consistent. So like let me drag into planning right now, that is not what your body wants to be doing in that time. So wait till it's like, okay, like you're chomping at the bit kind of energy. Like you can't wait to hop in there and plan and start that group chat or whatever it is. That's really the energy that you're looking for in your body. So we get this question all the time and we've heard this a lot because of our conditioning. There's a lot of people who are really disconnected from their body and from understanding or interpreting their sacral sounds. And there's a a few things that we really like to tap in with. The first one would be the sacral sounds or faces. So we took a poll on our Instagram about using sacral sounds or faces, and we were shocked that a surprisingly amount of people have never heard of this before. And this can be one of the biggest life hacks as a generator, imagine, is literally letting just whatever, like unfiltering your voice and letting things come out, whether that's a ooh or a ugh or like, eh. those sounds are coming straight from your sacral. And I hear it so many times with my husband where I'll be like, do you want this? And he's like, yeah, I could. Sure, let's get it. And it's like, and then I'm like, no, but okay. So if you don't want that, then do you want this? And he's like, I just said, like, it's fine. Like we can do that. I'm like, okay, but that is not, your, your sacral said no for now. And so really starting to tune into what's coming out of your voice. And a lot of people don't have a sacral sound coming out of their voice because they might have so much conditioning around their voice and editing themselves, filtering themselves, really feeling like I should have this already figured out before I say it. I should be composed. I should be professional. I should be whatever you know mysterious or hot or you know put together whatever the fuck <laughs> it is and really noticing like oh do i edit myself and edit what comes out of my my mouth and if you have a defined throat and you are feeling like you have zero sacral sounds really looking into why why do you feel that is And where do you not allow yourself to be fully authentic? Where are you judging yourself? And letting, just like kind of loosening that up. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Loosening that up as much as you can. That might look like singing in the shower. Even if you have a horrible voice, who gives a fuck? Like your shower water literally doesn't (laughs) care. Actually probably (laughs) likes it. Um, Like talking to yourself in the car. That might look like leaving yourself a voice memo or saying out loud without planning what you're going to say, three things you're grateful for, or three things you want to change. That can help loosen that up. So that way, when somebody asks you something, you can hear those sacral sounds. And sometimes it might not be sounds, it might just be faces where your face just like scrunches up or it's like super excited and, and big. And just paying attention to your body. What is your body doing mm-hmm. when things are presented to you it can be like the first place to start. And
0: it's interesting, like with with my husband Jared, he definitely does faces more than the sound. Like He does also have sounds like, ooh, yeah, that sounds really good when you do say something that his sacral is really engaging with and getting a response towards. But even when we're at a restaurant and I ask him like, okay, do you want this thing? And he makes that face like a disgusted face. Um, And I'm like, okay, great. That's a no. Now we can move on. I, as a projector on an energetic level, feel excited when he just gives me his truth. I get to just see a real response. (laughs) No, he doesn't want that. Amazing. And this is the thing to understand about being a sacral being. Your uh, aura is actually eliciting people to give you something to respond to. There is an energetic frequency where people want to give you something to respond to. They want your genuine response. It feels good for me when he's just being honest and getting his truth when I'm near him, right? And it also feels good for me to ask him yes or no questions. It's it's fun, it's exciting. So, I think that it can feel like is that weird? Is it a burden? Like if, if I'm getting what I want, do I have to feel bad that someone else isn't getting what they want? And it's really by doing it, you can see that once again, it kind of like creates that harmony. And like, I'm telling you any projector, like loves getting a real true, getting to the bottom of it with a generator or a man gen, like getting that true response. It's really, it feels energetically right it feels like this flowing energy. So with Jared making this space at a restaurant, like obviously if you were not, uh, aware of the way that his energy works. I could see where it's like, you make that face, like it's disgusting. And then someone might be offended. Like, Oh, do you not like that item on the menu? Is this like a bad restaurant? And it's like, no, his body just doesn't want it in this moment. So I think that's why we have that conditioning is like, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to say that something is repelling or disgusting because it's, isn't always, it's just in this moment, my body is saying, this is not right for me. So, the more that people can really have that awareness, like we are shifting this, we're coming back to I want what's honest, I want what's real, I want what's authentic. And that is nicer and better than some sugar coated, passive aggressive, untrue version of reality, right? And we all are breaking that conditioning. Like, we think that it's better to say, yes, I'll do something even though I don't really want to because I don't want to assert a boundary and be rude. But that's actually the new rude, right? Is doing that. And the new nice (laughs) is saying, actually, I don't have space to do that. Or I just don't feel like it's aligned for me. Thanks so much for this opportunity. And I really wish you well. And that's the kinder thing to do because by going against your truth, you're actually like creating discord and harmony for not just for yourself, but the other people that you're engaged with. The other people that are at the dinner table are going to be affected by you not listening to what your body was wanting. So just starting to see, I guess my point in saying this is that like we're all in it together and it feels really good for even us projectors when the generators in our life are just responding and letting that guide them. Like, We all benefit from that flow and from that energy that you're creating spills out of you and feeds us. And you know, my 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 friend who has a five-year-old son, she's a generator, his mom, and then he's a generator. And when we're, you know, talking to him and present something to him and he gives that like disgusted, like, oh, I don't want that face, we're just like, oh, that was a sacral no. And it's just so normal. Right. And so like, okay, great. Now we can move on. So the more that we hold space for this in ourselves, for each other, for our children, like this is how we get to a more honest future. And like, that is really the goal.
1: And it's knowing that when you say yes to something that is a no, because you feel bad, or because you're trying to help someone else, you actually keep that person from going and getting that help from whoever they're meant to connect with, or going and connecting with someone else who they're meant to learn something from, or have a synchronicity, or a divine timing. So it's almost selfish to say yes to something because you're trying not to be selfish, because you're keeping that person from their own alignment and their own synchronicities, because now they're in you know, connection with you doing that thing. And there's this subtle energy that's off. And now the universe has to find a different route to get them whatever lesson or connection that they were meant to get at that time. It's slowing things down. It's preventing divine timing. So if you can kind of reframe that and, and know like, okay, let me not get in your way by trying to put myself last or people please, or say yes when I really want to say no. The other thing other than sacral sounds for listening to your body that I really like is this kind of checking with your body of like, do you feel like you're sludging through the mud to get there? Like, do you feel like you're dragging yourself into this email or this phone call or this text or making this meal? Or do you feel like that kind of like perky in your body, like, oops, I'm hopping right into that email or that text, or I'm hopping right into my car, I'm driving to the store, or I'm just kind of like that chomping at the bit. I already said that before, but that kind of energy that's like, it's that that energy, that energetic feeling like your body is engaged, it's ready to just hop right in. And we write that off a lot where we think like, oh, I just, you know, like that's just how I should always be with everything. And it's, or that that's not important. That was just whatever, normal. And if you can start to pay attention to like, oh, I'm just hopping right in here. Like my sacral's engaged. That's really good intel for you. So just paying attention to those subtle shifts. And a lot of people ask me, I think it's one of the questions that came up here that we're going to get into some, some questions that you sent on Instagram of, okay, when you get a sacral, no, what do you do? And if your body is saying no to a lot of things, like what does that mean? What do you do? And we always say, get up and move your body around. Like, go, okay, you got a sacral no, go to another email or go to another tab on your webpage or get up and go look at your car, go step outside, go look at your fridge and literally move your body until you feel. Like energy, that chomping at the bit energy in your body of like, ooh, I want this. I want to engage. Like I'm already just doing it, and just let yourself do that at that time. That's listening to your body. Um, We have an amazing masterclass video on for you know mansions, and then another one for generators that really helps you to lean into this daily practice. Also in our book, we have so many amazing tools for listening to your body. So those are both really good resources that you can dive into if you're want, like wanting to really take this to the next level and apply it. But I did want to just say that when you are listening to your sacral, it doesn't always have to be rainbows and butterflies. I think that that's another misconception is that okay it's in a perfect world we are just li- doing like all the hell yeses and they all feel amazing and life's rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and like everything's exciting and that doesn't that's not really the case of course there's definitely things that we would recommend like do the things that feel exciting to your body that you feel really juiced up about. But sometimes you will feel energized in your body to tackle something that's really challenging or that's really hard or that's dealing with trauma or that's inconvenient. And But you're still, your sacral is engaged. So it's knowing like it's not necessarily looking for excitement, even though that's kind of like a good word for it because it is like your body is excited by or like stoked or energized by tackling this thing. So let's say, you know, a good example is, you know, when my dad passed away and we had to clear out his house and it was like, fuck, like this is a big task and this is heartbreaking and I'm grieving and this is not fun, right? But that sacral engaging with the sacral people in my family Is like, okay, like I have energy to tackle this right now and to just go in and deal with it. And yes, this sucks. And yes, this is grieving. And no, this isn't exciting and rainbows and butterflies. But it's like, I'm ready to have this hard conversation or I'm ready to just fucking deal with this shit. And that's your sacral engaging. That's your sacral saying, now is the time to work on this thing, have that conversation, move forward in this way. So it's not that life is going to be easy. It's, do you have the energy to pour into this right now and not get in your head and say like, oh, this sucks. And that's my sacral saying, no. It's like, no, my body is actually like pulled towards in towards this thing. And yes, this sucks. But it's time to, it's time. My body's saying it's time. Yeah. And it's amazing to watch that, to observe that happen. Like with
0: Jared, he'll have like some huge daunting, like chore, if you will, right? And he it's just like, no, not time. Uh, can't do it. No, not today. And then all of a sudden he'll just be like, I want to do it now. I have the energy. My body's just like, it's time. And so if you can really let that be your truth, you see that like there's certain things that can be those hard things that are really right for you. It feels satisfying to engage with it and to complete it when you allow the timing to be revealed to you through those sacral responses that, are, that you're getting. Okay, so now I want to get into the differences between... A generator and a manifesting generator. What is the difference in your lived experience? What is the difference in your energy? And with this um, category of people, of human beings, generators and man, gens, sacral beings, being over 70% of the population, first I need to say that every single individual is unique. So every chart, right? Every generator's chart is going to be so unique. There's going to be so many um, nuances and subtle things that you can look at that really point you towards really being unique. And that's this important thing to look at because I feel like if we're just talking about the type and you're like, oh, I'm a generator, that's such a broad category category that people can sometimes feel lost in that. But of course, talking about your type is everything because it's talking about the way your energy is designed to engage with the world around you, how you're designed to enter into things. And that's going to reveal the more unique parts of your design. Um, But when it comes to the main differences between a generator and a manifesting generator. Obviously with generators, when they engage with something and they get a true sacral response, um, their focus is drawn into that one thing in a much more singular way. They really want to get into the details, to the depth of that one thing for hours and hours, sometimes days and days, sometimes weeks and weeks or months and months or even years. And that timing just depends on the sacral response. And right, there's no like rhyme or reason. It's just really like with the things that a generator is is, uh, engaged with, with their sacral getting that true response, they want to dive into that one thing. It's almost like the rest of the world falls away. It is just them and that one thing that they're engaged with. And Shana can really talk on this because her husband, Brian, like when he engages with um, anything like, okay, I want to research these like hiking boots that I want to get. He can't even hear her asking like, Hey babe, what time is it? He can't even hear that. That doesn't even exist to him because he's so engaged with whatever it is that he's doing in this really singular way. And the benefit of that is that generators can like see things that other people might miss. They can really master things. They can do things to completion and leave no stone unturned. And it doesn't mean that a generator is going to have one job forever or even one project for an entire year. They can still be you know, moving and changing and having these death and rebirth cycles as we all can. It's just the way that that energy of engagement energy really works is in that more singular way.
1: Yes, and I see it all the time. And I think what's most profound is seeing another generator's sacral engage, because I think that that helps him and all the other generators in my life know know what that is, and then identify it within themselves. Uh, Chrissy, my sister-in-law, who I absolutely adore, I was with her this weekend, and um. Her so Brian is a generator, and then two, three of his siblings are generators, and then his mom is a generator, and then his dad's a man-gen. So lots of generators in this family. And I'm one of one other non-energy being within this family. So but Chrissy turns to me and she says about her mom, oh, say girls engaged. Because her mom was in this conversation, she was not hearing anybody else. She was really just like the whole world fell away, and she was in this conversation with this other person. We're all trying to leave, and Chrissy's like, "Oh, say, girls engaged," and I was like, "That I love hearing that from another generator who's deep, she's deeply aware and deeply spiritual and really into human design." And Brian will tell me that all the time too. He'll say like sorry, babe, my sacral's engaged. I like can't focus on whatever it is I'm asking of him. <laughs> or he'll say that of his parents, like, oh, their sacral's engaged. Like, We'll let them finish that through and, and then we'll come back to it. And I think that that's really helpful. So that's what I wanted to plant the seed is start noticing when the other generators in your life When their sacral is engaged and you just see them like for whatever reason, they're looking up where the best Starbucks is on their route tomorrow. And like, they're just in that and they get down this rabbit hole of something that might seem really small. It's like their body's into it right now for whatever reason. And it can be for hours, but having that self-awareness is key. And then for man gens, this is where it's different. When they engage with something, they are still looking at what's next or after that, or how they can make it more efficient. So they definitely still lock on, and I feel like the sacral engaged feeling, at least from a per- projector's point of view, amplifying it and feeling it, and also seeing it, is like a magnet coming onto something. Like it's like a magnet, just like boop, zooms in and, and just locked in, literally locked in, like. And sometimes I can almost see it like these magnets coming close together. And then it's like, <laughs> are they oh, gonna lock shit. it? <laughs> and then they do. And it's like, boom, baby, we're in business. And <laughs> then it's like that feeling happens for generators and man- mangens. But man also have this manifesting energy that's like looking like, okay, what's next? And like, yes, I'm here with this thing, but I'm focus on like, what's going to be after this? And like, how can I make this more efficient so I can get to that? So that's why a big part of managing strategy is, okay, let me slow down and actually be with this thing so I don't miss steps. But there is that kind of quickness about a man-gen. Whereas a generator is like, I am a magnet and I am locked onto this fridge right now. And this is where I'm at for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And
0: that's great. And and I really get to witness this with Jared, with him being a man-gen. Like, he's all about efficiency, really always looking at the bigger picture. Even when he's really working on something and seeing that thing through to completion in this moment, he's like 10 steps ahead of himself. So The difference here is like this generator's energy really wanting to be a bit more thorough, right? A bit more um, in depth with one thing at a time. Whereas man gens are really wanting to find efficiency gains, make those shortcuts, make things better and kind of do things faster. And so when a generator and a man gen are working on a project together, they are going to definitely 100% feel that difference. It's like the man-gens, like what's next, what's next, let's speed up what we're doing after this. And that's beneficial, right? Because man-gens can really problem solve. They can find amazing efficiency gains and make things better in that way. But the downside of that is missing steps right? And then making a mistake and having to go back and having to backtrack. Like if they get too ahead of themselves and they're not actually being present with what they're actually doing, that can cause like more harm than it can efficiency. And for a generator, the benefit is that They're not going to miss those steps, right? Like, generators love getting all of the steps down perfectly before they move on. So, they end up creating a really polished stone in their work. But it's like that efficiency is not always there. Like, sometimes they could spend like 12 hours or 18 hours working on this like hobby and then be like, oh my God, I forgot I need to go to sleep and like live the rest of my life tomorrow because they're so into that thing. So, they can almost lose track and that can be the downfall. But um, they both have their pros and they both have their cons. It's just about knowing that that's the energy, and for each person, really working with the highest expression. And even if, you know, one of our friends, Spirit says she's a manifesting generator and her partner's a generator. And I love hearing her stories about them, like cooking dinner together, because she's always like, okay, 10 steps ahead of myself. How are we doing this thing? This needs to go in that. This needs to go in. And she's like doing all of these things, and her partner is so grounded. Like, let's make sure that we really chop this celery, like, fine. Otherwise, it's not going to be the best thing it can be in the end. So it's beautiful how they can like help each other and work together. It's just about knowing that there'll be that kind of like interplay there.
1: Yeah. And another difference, generators feel like when you feel a generator's aura, it feels warm and cozy and grounded. Um, And man gens feel warm, but exciting and Surprising and electrifying. So, and, and still grounded, but in this like exciting way. So, it's, and it, again, none of these words are meant to be limiting in any way. Generators can still be exciting. They can still be surprising, and generators can still be efficient. They can still, um, you know, have many different passions. It's just the energy of how you are engaging with things is more like locked-in magnet versus like a magnet that's like buzzing and looking around and like, oh shit, I want to hop over to that microwave <laughs> or that. To, um Get off the fridge for a while. Cool. That's such a d- profound analogy. Um, okay. And then the next difference is that generators can have an undefined or defined throat, but that they have no motor connected to their throat. So you can, like, my mother-in-law. She has. She's a generator with an undefined throat, and everyone else I think in the family is a generator with a defined throat. So. Whereas a manjin, they have to have a defined throat and they have a motor to throat connection. So manjins can manifest really quickly just from speaking and sharing what it is that they're wanting. Manjins also need to inform like a manifester does. And while that's not their strategy, where their main strategy is to respond, informing can just make everything like butter, like just so much easier and things are gliding and going and flowing. Um, Whereas if they're not informing, it can feel like a little bit more effort on their part to align with their synchronicities and with the people in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's
0: jump into some of the questions that you all sent in on Instagram, because I think that will be really helpful in talking about kind of some of the differences between these two types. Someone asked actually, is not being high energy all the time normal for some man-gens? And yes, of course, it's normal for everyone to need rest. It's normal for everyone to be out of energy and needing to just kind 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 of chill, um, no matter what your energy type is. And that is something that is really important to be said. You know, when it comes to manifesting generators, they do have this potential to have the most energy out of any type, perhaps even more than a generator. But it just depends on the uniqueness of your chart. Something that's really important to look at um, for any generator or manifesting generator is out of the motors that are in the energy centers, how many do you have defined? How many do you have undefined? Um, And that's going to kind of give you a, a better insight there. But the big thing for manifesting generators, if you're feeling burnt out consistently all the time and you're never really feeling high energy to play or to engage with things, that's something that is not normal and to look into, right? Um, And to ask yourself, am I really getting to follow my sacral responses? Or am I in a job where I'm really not able to do that? I don't have the freedom to do that. And I'm not really doing things that I'm that lit up by. Maybe I'm doing things that I used to be lit up by, but I've now kind of changed and become a little bit more boring. And really looking in, if you're feeling consistently burnt out, that's not normal, of course, but. For all sacral beings, it's like your sacral energy is like this gas tank or this battery. And when you have the energy to engage in something, you're designed to really use up the entirety of that gas tank each day. This is such an important part about being a sacral being. If you don't get to use up that entire gas tank, that actually can lead to problems in your energy flow, problems with your sleep, problems with feeling frustrated. So it's important to use up that gas tank each day. And when the gas tank is empty, Empty, you'll know right and for generators here's a difference here for generators when your gas tank is completely empty at the end of the day you're really designed to like fall into bed exhausted and just go boom, right, to sleep. Whereas for a manifesting generator, when, you're, when your gas tank is out, then it's time to kind of like give yourself about an hour if possible to transition, to wind down, to use like the fumes of that um, gas tank to really make sure that you're emptying, emptying out and giving yourself that transition before you go to bed.
1: Yes. I love seeing all these questions. Somebody asked... What does it mean to have a lot of manifestor energy? Somebody also asked like, what that can look like and and if that's really that important. And basically, it just means that your energy is gonna feel even more impactful. And informing, focusing on informing can be something that really just liberates you even more. So having more manifestor energy just means that your sacral is more... Easily connected to, or is connected to your throat, and so really just knowing, okay, I have more manifestor energy, and my energy is even more impactful. Let me try to inform more, and inform the people around me of what I'm bored of, what I'm wanting to shift to, what I'm over. Um, Somebody else asked, Mangin's making progress on goals that might look like you bouncing around from thing to thing, and you make progress over. Time with all the different things, and like all of a sudden, everything's done all at once. Or it might look like you're really working on this one thing, and then your body's over it, and then you shift to this other thing, and your body wants to see that to completion. And now it's back into the thing that you were doing. It's going to be different for every single man gen because you're listening to your body versus me, some outside authority, human design, some outside authority telling you what progress should look like for you. It's so important that you are tuning into, is my body into this right now or do I feel like I'm sludging through the mud? Can I get up and shift and move to listen to my body more clearly and engage with something in this time that my body's really into?
0: Mm -hmm. I love someone asked this question. Um, I'd love to hear how the non-sacrals experience as sacrals. Are we noisy, big, pushy. And I really love this question. We kind of already talked about the subtle like frequency difference in the generator aura, which just feels a bit more cozy and warm and grounded. Whereas the man gen in general feels a bit more exciting and exhilarating. Um, We've already talked about that, but I want to say that sacrals feel amazing to be around, especially when they're really in alignment. It's like your energy is just so juicy and magnetic. Like you almost are like This beam of life force energy that we really can feel, us non sacral can really feel. So, we love being around sacral beings for sure. Feels like that vitality, right? That freshness of life. When a sacral being is not in alignment and they are not really listening to their own sacral responses, instead, they're really living from a mental place of like, this is what I should do. So, I'm going to do it. They then can kind of seem a bit pushy when they're out of alignment in that way, right? Because they're pushing themselves. To live up to this mental thing that they're doing instead of listening to their body. So, that would be the only case that they feel pushy. And when they really, when any sacral being is really in in attunement with those sacral responses, they feel effortless, they feel flowing. Even if they're wanting to do something different than what you're wanting to do, there's still kind of this ease about it because it
1: feels right, it feels correct, it feels in alignment with, with whatever they're saying. And I do want to add that, you know, as a non sacral amplifying other people's sacrals, if you're like, let's say, in a group and you're doing what you should be doing, but really your body wants to be doing something else, for the non sacral, it feels exhausting. It feels like almost like you're babysitting that kind of energy of like, yes, I'll play Barbies because (laughs) you think you want to play Barbies, but it's like, fuck, I don't want to. It feels even more exhausting. Whereas if everyone's really tuning into their body and they're excited about something, I notice in myself, like I have so much energy and I'm so excited. I'm like, ooh, let's go here. Let's do that. Let's do all the things. And so it really is knowing that that yes, the non-sacrals are going to be amplifying your sacral. And if you're tuned into your mind and ignoring your body, it's going to feel exhausting for your, your non-sacrals. But so many people say like, it's I don't have any energy unless I'm around sacral beings, or I feel exhausted because I'm always around sacral beings. And really it's knowing, okay, The more that sacral beings can tap into listening to their body over their mind, it's going to help you. But also, if you know that you're in that space as a non-sacral listening, go have that alone time and do what you need to support yourself um, and to support your energy. Because once again, you can always take accountability for your own energy regardless of your circumstances. And
0: there's one last thing I wanted to say here in this question. Um, That's kind of like the difference between the conditioning for man gens and generators. Man gens can definitely have this conditioning that they're too much. Um, They have that manifestor energy. like They're always changing. They're always evolving. They're always doing new things. They're wanting to do it in an expansive way. They're wanting to break the mold. So they definitely can at times feel like, whoa, your energy is a lot. You're changing a lot. You're shifting a lot. So the more a manifesting generator is informing and really keeping people in the loop about what they're wanting to do next, that energy of too much transforms into an energy of exciting expansion and inspiration. So once again, it's just about, is that energy aligned? Are you utilizing that informing or not?
1: Yes. Love, love, love that. So I know we've talked about a lot of different things and I hope that this conversation can feel really empowering. That word accountability has just been my word lately because I think that, um, and I talked about this in Besties, I've talked about this on other podcasts, but I I just think that we surrender a lot of our own authority over to our circumstances. And we say that oh, well, I can't do this because of my job or because of my family or because of my community or the resources that I have available to me. I feel trapped by my circumstances. And there's always a way to shift your circumstances just in your mind, your stories that you tell yourself, the thoughts that you have, the way that you tune in and you have awareness of what your body is telling you, the... You know, shows that you're watching, the podcasts that you're listening to, the books that you're reading, the conversations that you're having, you can shift those things regardless of your circumstances. And that shifts your internal circumstances. It does. And that energy shift will start to affect your external circumstances and those will start to to change. Um, so there's always a place that you can be empowered with this information. If you are a generator, a man, gen, listening, and you're like, I hate my job. My It's a sacral no, but I have to work it because my family relies on it and whatever. Um, and somebody else asked one of the questions like, how do you do the things that you have to do even when your energy feels like a sack of potatoes, which is such a funny uh, analogy. And And we would recommend break that thing down as much as you can of knowing like, okay, is it this job? That you have a sacral no to? Or is it replying to emails or this task within that job or this thing within what you're doing that is draining to you? And just that awareness alone can be liberating. And then if you're a man, Jen, say all loud to the universe. Like, I I'm into this, I'm not into that. I'm over it. Um, I'm ready for solutions to be found. I'm ready for shifts to happen. That's really where that that like that empowerment can come back in to not feeling trapped by your circumstances. So we love all the generators and the mansions. You feel incredible. And also you are this this leader, this big catalyst that is happening and taking place and creating this new paradigm. So go out and build the things that you're fucking excited about. Like you fucking love that thing so much. Go build that thing. And it doesn't have to be your own creation if you don't want to be a business owner. It can be working on somebody else's team or something else that you're just so fucking deliciously excited about. That is life. That is life as a man in a generator. And if it's anything less than that, it's not your life. And the more that you can just simplify into that and then say, universe, I know that this isn't my life and I'm ready for that delicious, yummy thing that I just want to take a bite out and feel so alive doing. That's really the goal. So we love you. We're so grateful for you. And we just hope you have an amazing rest of your day. As always, you know where to find us at Dayluna on Instagram, daylunalife.com on our website. Our book is available for pre-order and that gets even deeper into all these things. It's called Your Human Design. It's everywhere you can find a book. You get all the pre-sale goodies when you go to our website. So if you buy the book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever, make sure that you fill out the pre-order form on our website too to get all of your free perks. So, We love you. Have a beautiful rest of your day and go out and just be present and juicy and electric and into whatever it is that you're going to do today.